Hey everybody, welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Uh, every week. This week we're taking a look at 2022's American Carnage on Hulu. Before we dive into that, what you've been watching this week, Ringo? So I ended up watching Alita Battle Angel. That was a movie I've been watching that once a year, every year since since I came. Got my wife to watch it, and she loves it, and we're kind of hoping that they make a sequel, you know, before 20. 21 sorry 21 21 when you know i'm definitely not be on this planet anymore what about you we started rewatching, i guess rewatching, but also watching for the first time silicon valley one of those shows that we meant to finish but we dropped off i believe its fourth season was at the same time that game of thrones last season was on oh. and so no no it was the season before game of thrones last season was on so for the final season of Game of Thrones, we were going over to a friend's house and watching them there. And so when we got home, we didn't feel like throwing on Silicon Valley. And it's just a show that, that fell off. So we haven't seen the fifth or sixth seasons. So we were re-watching and watching all the good stuff. And man, Zach Woods can play a funny, sad man. That guy is hilarious as Gabe in The Office. And he's hilarious as Jared slash Donald in mm. Silicon Valley. It's so funny. And I mean... They are somewhat the same character. Gabe is portrayed as more incompetent and useless, whereas Jared clearly has purpose and use. But mm -hmm. they're so goddamn funny. Like, both characters are hilarious. When he says that, believe me, I know what it feels like to only be able to save half a family. It's just like, oh my god, what happened to you? <laughs> uh, god, I just, you know, what I loved about him was the fact that he is so over the top. And yet he's the sort of person that you're friends with and you you have to warn people. You're like, all right, you're going to meet this guy today. He's something. So just I don't know how to warn you other than that. He is he is something. I would not warn people about Jared if I was in that crew. I'd be warning people about Ehrlich. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry. I have to live here because I can't afford to live here and live anywhere else. But this this landlord, he is going to get involved with our conversation and he is something else. Now. If you need a small child fought, he will handle that for you. Stop slapping those kids. Dude, whenever, every time I see that scene, I laugh. Sometimes I just look at that scene just by itself <laughs> just to laugh. Apropos of nothing. I, I know that you look it up just for shits and giggles because you send it to me occasionally. Dude, it's so good. When it, when it was church candy, wasn't it? And he just slaps that kid and throws his bike over the edge. You just brought piss to a shit fight. I don't even know what that means, but it's so funny. But yeah, also on on rewatch it, the character Jin Yang is a lot funnier. I think it's weird. I think a lot of shows that were made for streaming era, made to be binged, do mm -hmm. suffer a little bit from binging them. You can make arguments that both The Office and Friends suffer a little bit from the the binginess of them because they're meant to be digested one at a, one week at a time, and even spreading them out to one day at a time, or one a day, I guess. You could see you you probably find less things to be like, wait, what the fuck? Didn't they just say? Because when they were written, people weren't so crazy fans that they were going to sit there and be like, you know, in episode three, Chandler said this. But in episode 213, Chandler said this. So what's the deal? You know, so I feel like some shows, they're detrimentally affected by streaming. But I think Silicon Valley actually benefits from the ability to stream because. There is a lot going on in each episode. Not only does each episode usually have like two or three plot lines of its own, but it also has an overarching plot line to work on. And sometimes, especially if you miss a week or two, like there were definitely times where 
my wife and I, we would be doing something else and we just didn't get around to watching Silicon Valley that week. And so we'd sit down and watch two or three episodes in a row. And we're like, dude, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is going on in the show? Like, holy shit. And it, when you're able to watch it all streaming, some things just become better. And I think Jin Yang is one of those. He was funny the first time around, but watching his character just kind of develop from season three all the way to where we're at now. We just started season five. Man, he's funny. When he prank calls Ehrlich and he's like, this is you as an old man. You're ugly and you died alone. That's one of the fucking funniest things. <laughs> my, one, of my, one of the scenes I'm remembering with him that I loved was when he, he took over the, the house that they, they had and he's got a bunch of coders. What are they, coders? I don't yeah. really remember. Yeah, so he's got a bunch of coders that are living with him. And the old group comes back and they're like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, they're like, why is there somebody in my bed? <laughs> you you don't live here anymore. <laughs> my name's still on the leash, though. <laughs> All right, let's get into some American Carnage, shall we? All right. So this week we're looking at 2022's American Carnage on Hulu. It is rated R for some disturbing violence and gore, language throughout, some sexual references, nudity, and drug use. After a governor issues an executive order to arrest the children of undocumented immigrants, the newly detained youth are offered an opportunity to have their charges dropped by volunteering to provide care for the elderly. Just want to stop real quick. He did not issue a arrest order for the children of the undocumented immigrants. It was all of them. Children, the immigrants themselves, etc. But neither here nor there, I suppose. This movie stars a lot of people. We have Jenna Ortega, Jorge Lindenborg Jr., Alan Maldonado, Eric Dane, Brett Cullen, Jorge Diaz, Bella Ortega, and Yumari Morales. For a synopsis, JP, played by Jorge Lindenborg Jr., works in Liberty Burger with dreams of striking out his own, while his big sister Lily, Yumari Morales, gets accepted to Columbia. During a party honoring Lily, INS or ICE agents, not really sure which one, I didn't catch it, raid the home and arrest everyone. We learned that the governor has signed an emergency executive order to arrest and deport all illegal immigrants and their children. JP is separated from Lily and his mother. The teenage children are then pressed into mandatory service as elderly care assistants in a nursing home that isn't quite what it seems. I thought this movie was going to be a little bit cooler when it started out. I, I'll say right off the bat, after watching Tried to Cross Concrete last week and then watching... Why can't I even remember? But there was something else we watched the week before that where they've been really dark movies. And I don't mean like tonally, but just lighting and visually. It was nice to see a well-lit, bright city. The yeah. scene where he's walking home after work and you see all the colors and the neon in the background. I was like, oh, damn. Love that. Look at this. Like some nice pop. I think a lot of the way the movie was shot was really visually striking. I I, I can't really fault it in that way. It was it's it's a treat for the eyes and i think that it is it kind of almost like hitches its horse to that because story-wise this movie falls apart twice maybe three times and it never really picks back up the pieces i i agree with you i think that the movie fell apart a few times like i couldn't tell you exactly where just like the the convoluted plan that they had to arrest all of the hispanics you know looking at it would be even though if i remember correctly my dad was born in america and i was born in america so i guess by definition 
the way the governor established this, my dad and I would go ahead and be arrested because I think grandmother on my dad's side immigrated. I'm not 100% sure because the history on my family is a little wonky and never truly been explained. I feel like my Hispanic heritage would go ahead and get me arrested. And I served in the United States military, which would be like, why did I even do that? Why did I even take part in that if I'm going to go ahead and get arrested? So I think it, under this fake governor's order, and again, it's not really said where we're at. I got big Arizona vibes from this, but it could be, I suppose, a couple other states. But I believe under their order, it was the children of undocumented immigrants being arrested for aiding and abetting their parents. So your dad would be in trouble, but you'd be yeah. fine. Maybe. So you probably find some reason to go ahead and arrest me. There's they want, they would want to ice me. We need a soundboard in here so I can just add booze. <laughs> the audience is going to add that. Three people I can't hear them now. That that would make me feel better. Just wait. Someone will make a TikTok in response to us. <laughs> what they'll do is they'll go ahead and be like, we know we can't see Ringo's face, but he's definitely got resting dumb face. He does have resting dumb face. That was a funny line from this movie. I love that. I have that in bold for a reason. Yeah, I think you, you tweeted it as well. Resting I dumb did. face. I did. Because got me laughing so much. And I was like, that's an insult. I want to make part of my life that I use on people. So I'm assuming your kids heard it. Not yet. Ah, I, uh, I haven't for it. Yeah, well, you know. I had the surgery this this week. It's been kind of difficult for me to, to remember to go ahead and use certain lines on it. But wow. a little surgery and you can't insult your children anymore. Jeez. You know, my wife has been pampering me, so I've been going ahead and taking part in that and just ignoring everything else. Okay? You leave me be. <laughs> that so, being said, I, I got to agree with you. I, I think take, taking a step back to what you said earlier is we can't really pinpoint where it fell apart. So I think the problem with this movie is that it works itself into three distinct different movies. Well, not distinct, but three different twists on a movie. And in that way, it's trying to very much be like get out, but it doesn't work. And the reason that it doesn't work is that these three segments don't fit together well. We see the first third of the movie. You could argue that the prologue ends when ice comes kind of crashing through the door, but I would say that it, that's the first third of the movie is East. from the start. We meet our characters, well, a couple of our characters, and we are then introduced to their new situation where they are imprisoned and they are being detained and they're given this opportunity to work in an old folks home. Right. And I believe act two is when we kind of see that or like the second third of this movie is when we see this old folks home plotline explained and we kind of get this idea that something's not right here, et cetera. There's something off put. We meet the rest of the cast, right? And so we're already a good 25 minutes into this movie. It's not a terribly long movie. It's an hour 40. So we're already about 25, 30 minutes into this movie, and we're meeting the rest of our cast of characters, one of whom then almost immediately disappears because he refuses to participate. And so he gets disappeared, and they look for him for a little bit. But in the meantime, we meet not only the our additional heroes, but our additional villains. We then transition, and finally in the, the back third of the movie, the last third of the movie, we twist again to it's a horror movie because they're actually using drugs that age young people to fatten them up and destroy muscle 
and then taking those people and turning them into food for Liberty Burger, which is owned by the governor, I guess. I, I didn't really catch if that was a connection that was made, but the plan was basically that Liberty Burger would be selling the meat of undocumented immigrants. And I get the allegory, right? The the big overhanded look, look, liberty is built on the back of immigrants, you know, and you're just eating us up and spitting us out. I get it. It's fine. And I don't disagree with that one bit. The movie, though, was too heavy handed and it felt like it was all over the place. I also want to say that I think I watched this movie and then immediately texted you. This was the most Scooby-Doo fucking plan <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. This is. I, I can't even explain how inefficient it would be to raise humans for food. We take a long time to get to full size, right? Yeah. So if your food source is going to be humans, then you're going to run out of food very quickly. It's why zombie movies are kind of dumb. Once we finally do a zombie movie, I'll explain more why I don't really care for them. But in this movie, when you finally hear their plan, and they're just like, and more illegal immigrants come every day. I'm like, well, they don't all get put in your care. And also, this is a bad plan. There's not that much meat on humans. Even once we're full grown, I think an average size human is probably like 180 pounds. An average size cow is thousands. Yeah. And so the idea that humans would somehow be a sustainable source of meat for a burger chain is ludicrous. It is dumb. And I don't really like doing the whole, well, technically this plot doesn't work because it's not really a movie criticism, but because it is the big reveal at the end of this movie, this very weak take on Soylent Green is people, <laughs> I I can't help but just be like, dude, this sucked. You're not saying don't meet your heroes because you'll always be disappointed. I feel like don't explain your plan should be a rule that more people put in their movie because let us guess, right? Give give fans of your movie the ability to have some plausible deniability because yeah. when you go ahead and explain the plan as stupid as it is you end up having this and you're just like well fuck that's fucking dumb so you said scooby-doo ish and i ended up putting in my notes that it felt very marvel superhero and i think that scooby-doo is more accurate and i i like that i'm gonna run with that actually because i think that it it really did work like Oh, J.P. Kepler was the villain the whole entire time? How did you know, Velma? I just, I, you know, I'm super smart. And I figured it out. It, but, really? And it was just kind of weird to go ahead and turn people into to meat by going ahead and injecting them with... The only thing I think of was tire flat, because it looked like that, that sort of tire flat stuff that you put in your bicycle when you're 13 and you pop tire or something like that. Yeah, and they... To, at least to this movie's credit, they don't try to go into details about what these drugs are and what compound makes them makes people both age. That's another big reveal in this movie. They're aging up the people. So one of the old ladies that you first see in the the old folks' home is actually JP's sister. Whoa, what a twist! And also, what a piss poor plan again on these people. Like, oh, we better put one of the main characters' main relatives in. You know, it's not like it's his third uncle or something that he never sees. This is his sister that he's close with. And, well, we better put them in the same nursing home. This is one of the shittiest plans. Terrible. I was irritated with it for a while. But I think 
my other main critique of this movie and one of the things I don't really care about. Oh, to finish the thought from earlier, it's gl- I'm glad they don't name the drugs because then we yeah. have people trying to be like, oh, well, technically this would happen or this. And it's we get it right. They shouldn't have explained the plan. They shouldn't have. Exp- they didn't explain the drugs. And I'm happy about that. But. I think one of the other things that irritates me about this movie is that they don't do justice. This is a heavy handed way to talk about illegal immigration and to be. I guess, politically active in a non-overtly political genre, right? Horror is arguably political, but they kind of build this as an action comedy horror, and I would definitely call it mostly a wannabe comedy. So there is there are ways to be political and, and do this critique correctly, and they just didn't really land on it in this movie. And instead, it felt like, it just feels like they wanted to do too much. And I think that, Part of that might be, I don't know when this movie started filming, but they start with a Donald Trump quote, and it's entirely possible that this movie started filming in 2018, and they thought that this movie was going to come out during the Trump administration, and then for whatever reason, it ended up not. And it just feels a little off. It feels like they could have done a little bit less and focused on one element of the movie more, and they would have gotten a better and more cohesive movie out of it. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think that they were aiming for it to actually come out during Trump's presidency to go ahead and kind of be a way to poke him. But yeah, I don't know. I like the, the concept that they were going for. I think they could have reworked it to go ahead and be a little bit more efficient and less in your face. You're right. Like have them have them walk into stumble into the, the meat making factory. But uh, yeah, making humans into hamburgers is kind of efficient. I mean, shit. Look at look at Florida right now. They're because of what's going on down there. They're having a uh, reduction in people working because of all the immigrant bullshit that's going on. So I mean, this movie would have had the double issue of all right, we are arresting all the immigrants, and now no more immigrants are showing up. So your food supply is disappearing. Also, from my understanding, human does not taste like beef. It tastes closer to pork, but still is not 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 exactly in that line. So you, you people would start to notice, especially if you have like a Burger King or a McDonald's in the area. So I don't know. Some people people might ignore it. But I feel like someone would sooner or later be like, there's something weird about this burger and like the flavor that it has. It doesn't taste like the the beef that I get from my my meat market or from well, Walmart. You know, it tastes tastes a little off. Also, something that that I laughed about in this movie was the actor Andrew Kempfer, the way that he walked while while he was yelling at all of the the arrested immigrants and keeping his arms at his side. I think you saw mm-hmm. the the post I made where <laughs> someone running down down a hallway with their arms at their side. That's swing your arms, guys. Swing your arms. Just you just slightly make it look like you're not a robot. Also, something that, that they they had happen was Big Mac breaking into into Eddie's desk and having him pull up a the pin. I don't remember. He, he pulls out a pin and he's like. My dad was a locksmith, and he taught me how to go ahead and use these. So I, I think I can do it. I was like, I'm glad that they didn't just have him be like an expert with with a pen, able to go ahead and pop open the thing, having some sort of explanation behind it. 
because that annoys me. And but yeah, um, I don't I don't really care for that either. I was gonna say so Alan Maldonado as Big Mac is is it Big Mac? Let me let me yeah check. Big Mac. Okay, it's Big Mac. Yeah. So his his character actually was probably the one of the saving graces for me. I'll say that all of the acting was well done. They just didn't have much of a plot to work with. But yeah, I did really enjoy Big Mac. I thought he was pretty funny. I saw some comments that had like negative responses to him. But overall, at first he was a little bit annoying. But when he says, what the hell happened to Kaka as their signal? That was super funny to me. I I laughed and it's super relatable. We've all been in that thing where it's like, okay, dude, just give me the signal. Clap your hands twice when somebody's coming. And then your friend like just yells out, hey, and you're just like, come on. Now it's super obvious. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Not that Kaka was going to work there, as the, the rest of the cast pointed out, but I thought that was amusing. I, I enjoyed that. Greg, I'm I'm sorry, okay? I was trying to go ahead and, you know, save you from your wife finding you in the kitchen when you weren't supposed to be in there, and I you forgot what our code... You to clap your hands twice. I forgot! And then the eagle flies sideways in the presence of the sparrow. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Next time I'll make sure I go caca then. Thank you. I You're appreciate welcome. that because I'll know what that means. You show my house and just start cacawing, and then I'm going to be like, what the fuck is happening? Ringo's gotten insane. We have to take him outside and, and put him down. Yeah, we're going to tase him. Hey, we need to put him down because then he can't do work around the house. We just need to tase him a bunch of times. Um, yeah, this movie, it's all over the place. It's There's nothing like inherently wrong with it in terms of a movie, right? Like I said, it, the acting's good the visual effects are good when the old man transforms into his violent death monster he is pretty scary and it kind of leads you to believe that there's something else going on here the only thing that really kind of takes this movie away is or takes away from this movie and really brings it down in my opinion is the plot this is a stumble this is this is a miss i think there are a dozen better movies that talk about immigration with both a story and ones that are more overt but the one that comes to mind is a better life or crossing over yeah i I think that this movie is okay to watch if you're willing to go ahead and overlook the fact that the story the, the story kind of misses and slips up here and there i think that if you're wanting to watch something that visually isn't like you said isn't super dark like all the rest of the movies that we've watched in the last two weeks. Dragged Across Concrete, Brother Shadow, and whatever the hell it was that we watched prior to that. And after a certain point, they all kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. You really do. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could go ahead and... Sorry, I didn't mean to go ahead and tap my mic there. But something that you could also go ahead and do instead of watching this movie, if you didn't want to watch this, is go listen to uh, the podcast Afflicted or the... Mental Walk Caves. Those those are good podcasts to listen to. That won't take up as much time as this. Yeah. I, honestly, like, it doesn't ever drag. It's just that the constant kind of twist from what it's mm-hmm. doing becomes over the top. I will say that, you know, if you're if you're, if you're somebody who likes to go read user reviews before you watch a movie, I would really recommend double checking that the review makes any sense there are pretty much these days sadly any movie that features anybody who isn't white as a main actor is going to get a bunch of negative reviews because there are shit heels online who have nothing better to do but go post about movies that they've never watched but they're mad about and so 
if you're if you're just looking at like user scores, definitely do a double check on this one and make sure that you are that your that the user reviews are unbiased, right? There are plenty of people who have things to say and gripes about the movie similar to ours, but there are also a few people who, like I said, are just going to be angry, and anytime they can vent that anger, they will. So definitely double check. That would be my advice on a movie like this. But otherwise, I mean, I guess I'd recommend it. I can't really say don't watch it because, again, there's nothing really wrong with it. Just don't expect a great plot. Go into it for the visuals. Go into it because you're a general Ortega fan. Go into it because you think that there needs to be more movies like told in a not. Uh, I guess one of the main knocks you could say about a lot of the politically charged movies is that they can tend to be almost a little documentary feeling. You know, like this is what would happen if we didn't do, you know, et cetera. But this is a different take on that. It is closer to get out. It's a nice, it's an okay attempt at it. But, you know, overall, if you're looking for horror, there's not enough here to really get it. If you're looking for like a really heavy handed look at anti immigration policies and how they affect people, this isn't it. If you're looking for some sort of like dystopian future, this doesn't really hit that mark either. And so it falls into a weird category of just kind of fine and can't really can't really recommend it based just on being fine. Also, real quick, while I'm thinking about it, something that annoyed me about this, that this movie, and this isn't great. This is just something that bugs me in movies that they do this sort of shit near mm-hmm. the end. Your main characters are sitting and they look like they're taking a nap or something like that. And someone comes up, and like, no, they died. And then they wake up. I typically hate that, but this played in a way that I actually kind of laughed about when they were like, dude, we're old and we're taking a nap. I was like, yeah, I feel you on that. I'm not even old. And I, I'm, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. That this is watch, watch it for the visuals. Watch it if you want, if you're, if you want to see a heavy handed take on immigration, immigration issues and watch it if you're a big fan of the actors and actresses. But yeah. Go watch Spectral. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Spectral's a good movie. <laughs> or or Alita Battle Angel. That's another one I'm going to go ahead and start shilling. All right. This has been Streaming Wasteland. Thank you guys for listening. I want you to like, subscribe, follow us on all the socials. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. We have YouTube content now. We have TikToks. You can find us on Facebook. Streaming Wasteland, spelled as you found this show most of the ways. Otherwise, take out some vowels because that's how the kids do it. But yeah, we just want to remind you that monsters are real. Ghosts are real, too. They live inside of us, and sometimes they win. Say goodbye, Ringo. Bye, Ringo. See you guys.